I think this is really, really good point about what you mentioned about what we have in nature and what we try to do. And I would like to ask this question in this point about, do you think traditional control techniques is sufficient for soft robotics? For example, sometimes I feel that some the control technique destroy the natural dynamics and we go for modular uh, control techniques. And we had an old podcast discussion about how we can exploit the nonlinearities of the material and geometric structure instead of using the controller. Do you think that's something, uh, first of all, how, how, how we thought about, what's your thought about the control techniques and soft robotics? Do you think you agree with uh, these approaches? And do you think nonlinearities in the material itself and the structure could really beneficial and achieve the desired functionalities without using a controller? Do you think that's visible? Yes, I think the, the non-linearity and complex behavior of the materials and structures is very much important because this is exactly what gives the, the, the richness or the, if you want, the bandwidth of the, of the system to solve certain challenges in, in the environment, so certain tasks. So I think this should be preserved instead of trying to be controlled and be actually taken away from the robot. So if you if want to have this new paradigm of um, multifunctional dynamic structures, chemical processes, fluid dynamic processes being exploited for robot functionality, we have to deal with the complexity of these processes. Now, this can be modeled in some examples. I mean, Navier Stokes is one example, Muni Rivlin or other models are an example. But at the end of the day, I believe that the system level characterization and study of the robots um, is equally important. So we can look at the robot like we look at an animal and really try to understand how it behaves, how it can be characterized, what are appropriate methods of characterization and validation, and how this can be then exploited and co-evolved and further developed to have certain functionality. So we are really far from understanding that. And so studying different implementation levels and different components, subcomponents and systems can really help in this as well. That's a really good point. And I'm curious to ask you this point again. Why do you think as a community focusing, because you mentioned really good point, and why we don't focus in this point, like exploiting the non-linearities? Why we focus on just using traditional control, which you use for rigid robot? Do you think where this come from and how we can shift the focus and really understanding what you mentioned? I think uh, using established methods or established approaches of control, for example, are more comfortable, you know, so it's mm. less um, prone to criticism from the wider community, wider robotics community. And so I think um, we need to further explore alternative methods and have the courage to do so. So this will then at the end show the benefits of these methods and validate the hypothesis that this new paradigm of soft robotics is valuable for robotics to enable certain uh, functionality. So at large, we don't know as a field whether soft robotics can have benefits. There are good indications that it does have, and there are many examples, but I think we, we should study this in an unbiased way. So what if we don't use the established methods and we use new methods, using machine learning, embedded sensors, um, exploitation of dynamic properties of materials, morphologies and structures. And so how, how, what can we achieve with that? What is the value? How can we integrate this? How can we study that, uh, these processes, these systems? 
And I think if we continue this journey, we will really get the answer of what these soft robotics can do or physical AI can do, which traditional robotics cannot do. And I think that is, there is a lot that it can do.